and we're back again. You know, this has a that's abuse when you you know you you having a difficult time, and it's that's why I say that's why I said in a previous podcast, someone's sexual background is important. You need to know what they were doing. They need to know what you were doing, so they know how to you know intentionally bond with you when it comes to that. And see, that stuff is not happening. And see, a lot of us, you know, again, it's a form of abuse. And this is an indication that your partner, you may have been abused when you start off a certain way and then you stop. Again, that's with the disconnect. Again, that's with the struggle. It's difficult. It's difficult for you to, you know, to emotionally, um, 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 you know, to, 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 pour in emotionally because you having these issues you having these issues man and and, and it's and it's not healthy it's not good for you the relationship's not going to turn out if these things not going to turn out well if you don't address these issues and deal with them so the behavior you know moving forward so the behavior when abused when the abusers themselves is 35% of those that behave this way towards the the the, the victim is eleven percent, based on based on um um based on the data. In other words, thirty five percent of the people that abuse, more than likely they're gonna you know they're gonna abuse their mates in some form. In some form, if you've been if you've been in an abusive relationship. And you get out and you start a new one. There's a high probability if you don't work these things out, you're going to be abusive in one of these four ways. You're going to abuse them physically, which is hitting, or you're going to sexually abuse them. And not just raping for men, for women, for women is depriving your mate from sex. All of a sudden, you don't want to have sex with them. That's a form of abuse. For on on the other hand, men, they'll rape their partners. When their partner is not complicit or their partner is not saying, they're they're saying, no, I don't want to have sex. You can't force yourself on a woman. And I say that and I must repeat that. Men, when a woman says no, it's no. Women, when a man says no, it's no. See, if we deal with these things on 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 a fair, in a fair exchange, We'll we're less likely to have some of the ins- these 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 things that's taking place in society. We're less 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 likely to have them, but because it's one sidedness on the feminine side, feminine the feminists, and then with the macho guys, with the macho guys saying, "Well, they were saying no, but they really really mean yes." That's rape. So you can't do that. And vice versa when it comes with women. So it's 35% of the chance that you're going to behave that way towards your mate. And then there's 11% chance that they won't behave that way and they just need to heal from it. Some people that, that have been abused in relationships, they may not, they may not fall, fall they may, again, excuse me, they may not go into becoming abusive. They they probably will end up being healed from it. It'll hurt them. The devastation is the same, but they'll move on and they'll try to get healing for it 
and then they'll make better choices when it comes to partners. Again, it's about choice when you're choosing your partner, making sure that you have somebody that's willing and that's wanting to do the same the same work for the for the strength and the the the, 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 the longevity of your relationship. If you got somebody that's not willing to do the work and you're doing all the work, again, you have the right to gauge that. And if it's not happening, you should be able to, to address it without feeling that you're going to be reprimanded, that you that you're not going to be, you know, penalized for telling your mate, oh, you're not giving me this in a relationship Oh, I need this from you. And they take it personally. They take it personally. There's some there's there's some borderline personality disorders with them. If they get mad at you for you telling them what you need from them emotionally. Never before in, have I ever in society today that people are justifying this behavior. So you telling me this is all I'm giving to you in a relationship. And if I'm if I'm if I'm asking you for something else and you're not willing to give it to me, that means I should probably go somewhere else. But then it's, it's narcissism when you don't want them to go nowhere. They should they should just accept what you do. And that should be it. I'm telling you in relationships today, you got to evolve. If you're not going to evolve, you're going to have a hard time. And more than likely down the, down the road, you're going to break up and you're going to start over again. And that's the effects of promiscuity. Promiscuity does not give you the capability to bond. That's why it's so that's why it's so devastating. That's why it's so hard for you, ladies. For now you in a now you in a in a better place in a better relationship where somebody value you. That's why it's hard for you. You don't like, like no man to touch you because so many men have already touched you. So you don't get no real deep feeling from it because you you you've been all over the place. And, and I'm saying this because you're not built to behave that way. I, you know, don't you know? We're just not wired. Um, biologically the same way. Men don't, men, men aren't. Even when, even in the animal kingdom, the male species goes around and drops seeds. Women, the, the female species don't do that. The only difference is the human species have the ability to act both ways. Even if it's detrimental to their, to, to their well-being. So you can't w- run around, sleep with all these people. You ain't going to want no man to touch you when you cut again. And see, again, when, when it comes to that and, it, and, you know, and I'm going to say this statement and I know, I, you know, I hope I don't lose any of you ladies. But if you have been jumping around and being promiscuous and, and now you're in a permanent relationship, there's a, a, there's a high probability you have not you are not giving your 100 percent in that relationship. Because you still you still lingering and you still thirsting for that, that 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 euphoric feeling that you got from being with different different guys all the time. So you so your body's not you know, you have to detox. So when when your when your partner's touching you now, you, it could take you to those places right now. You, you know, it's hard for you. And, and you know, I, I'm a, this is a this is about relationships. It's hard for you. If you say you in love with somebody, it shouldn't be hard for you to have an orgasm with your partner. It shouldn't be. 
If it's hard for you to have an orgasm with your partner, there's a high probability that he or she has been promiscuous. That's the bottom line. I hate to, I hate to, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but that is the way it is. If your partner have a hard time having an orgasm with you and she say or he say he's in love with you, there's a high probability that they have been promiscuous or they were sexually assaulted when they was a kid, when they was younger in their adolescence. That's the only thing that blocks them from being able to be orgas- orgasmic with you when it comes to sex. You and your when you and your um you and your partner, your love, your, your your husband, your wife. If you having a hard time orgasm, having an orgasm, I'm gonna repeat it. If you have a hard time orgasming with your partner, it's either two things. It comes from two things: from your past history sexually, or be sexually assaulted as a young kid. Now, from the from the aspects of being sexually assaulted as a young kid, it it confuses a kid. It confuses you because one, it's wrong. It's inappropriate. And the fact that you responded to it, and even, even though you knew it was wrong, from someone that you respected, primarily for someone that's older than you. And research and the data has proven young men that, that, that have been sexually assaulted by an older man there's a there's a high there's a heaviness of shame why because their bodies reacted to the to 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 the event their bodies reacted to what the man was doing to them being the same sex just like the young lady that's being violated by some other woman predator when you have a 25 year old woman assaulting an 11-year-old girl, which she doesn't have the ability to differentiate whether it's right or wrong, but because her body responded to it, it becomes her truth. It becomes natural. That's why when it's done, when it's misappropriated, it begins to shape you. That's why, that's why promiscuity is not a good, good, a good way to, 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 to live. Promiscuity, jumping from one sexual partner to another. That's why it's not good. Because each time you do that, it shapes your sexuality. And a lot of times it's warped. It's perverted. So you have to get back. You got to detoxify yourself from those things because it's going to plague you. And most of the time, it'll, 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 it'll poison or it'll contaminate your sexual um, um, relationship your or your sexual evolution with your partner, your your partner, your married, your soulmate partner that you're with now, because you're still you're still functioning in those 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 rendezvous, those escapades, those 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 hookups that you th- thought nobody would know that you did. You can hide it from your friends and your associates, but it's going to be in your behavior and it's going to be in your relationship. So if you having issues orgasming with your partner, you having issues orgasming and being um, um, sexual with your partner that you say you love and you confess your undying love and that you're committed to, there's only two things that you need to get help in. You need to get help in if you were sexually assaulted as 
a child, uh, you know, an adolescent, you need to get some help. You need to go to therapy. And then your partner needs to know. The worst thing could happen is that you get you get together with someone that was perhaps raped and they didn't tell you. Every time they have sex, a part of that rape experience happens when during intercourse. It happens. Just like every time you have sex with somebody that's been promiscuous, those events come in their mind. And that's what's causing them to have the, having the, the, the difficulties of being able to, to have an orgasm with you that they said that they love out of their mouth. And they confess this, but they having a hard time doing it. So therefore, that means something's, something's amiss there. And it's time to confess and kind of clean it up or else it's not going to change. And I'm telling you, somebody that's promiscuous, they go, they have, according to the data and studies, even in my own personal experience, because I dealt with someone that was promiscuous, they could not be faithful. They could not, I'm going to say it again, they could not be faithful. A person that was promiscuous cannot be faithful. They're always looking for the hunt. They're always looking for a new experience. And when they with you, they, they, they get tired of you f- sexually and then they don't do it. They can go months without being with you because you know why? Because they're looking for it outside. They need that excitement from that promiscuous behavior that caused this, that what shaped their sexual, um, sexual intelligence, which is perverted. That you feel you got to The only way you can get off sexually is you got to be with different people. That's the results. That's the effects of promiscuity. That's why it's not healthy. But society's trying to wrap it up in a nice, pretty, pretty bowl and say that's that's feminine power. That's why you have millions of women, women that are, 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 are reducing themselves and degrading themselves to things that they shouldn't do as women because of those behaviors. It is self-inflicted. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you do that stuff, when you do, when you operate and you participate in that kind of behavior. Which eventually you become an abuser because you're dissatisfied. You're dissatisfied. So we have to get to, we have to find our way back to those things that are that are pure and that are healthy, that are that are wholesome. Not because just because I can do it, I'll do it. You got to look at the ramification of that and what's it going to cause. And wh- what's the effect of it that by me doing this, by me behaving this way? And how do I how do I how do I heal from that? Because you have to heal from promiscuity. If you don't heal from it, you're going to bring it in your current permanent relationship and you're going to find yourself wondering, having a wondering eye. You ever seen a guy having a wondering eye in a relationship? It's not a good feeling when you when you see your, your mate have a wondering eye and it's what it's saying to you as the woman, I'm not enough for him. And that's the same thing with women, but women are more covert, covert with theirs. They, they hide it. But it's visible if you pay attention, men, if you pay close attention, you see your woman checking out other dudes, you see them. You see them checking out other guys. You see him checking out other women. As as he made a commitment to you, he made he he made a covenant, he made his commitment to you 
before the world and God. That's the wedding vows. So why people are still behaving that way? Why, why, why are still people being abusive? Having these abusive um, 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 tendencies. They made, a, they, made a, they made a commitment between you and themselves in front of your family, in front of their family, in front of the world, in front of God. But yet still, they're still looking for some strains. They're still yet looking for this, 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 this euphoric feeling by, by, by tying themselves to other people that probably don't mean anything to them. But just, uh, just the physicality of sex. And yet they have some, they have a permanent situation that they can put all their energies into that. It's because their mental capacity, there's a personality defect. When you're promiscuous, you have a personality defect. You cannot peer bond. You can't do it. You don't want to do it. Because that's how you think you are. You have to evolve. You have to change the way that you're thinking. Or else you'll marry the best guy in the world. You'll marry the best woman in the world and you'll still go out there because you was promiscuous and you didn't change that, 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 that philosophy because it becomes your philosophy, your philosophy. It becomes how you live, how you see relationships. And then when you when you like that, it's very abusive. You'll put yourself in positions where you can be tempted and you'll justify it. saying this is how I am. I can't control how I am. That's somebody that's been abusive and they, they, they are abusers. I can't control the fact that I'm attracted to somebody else. Yes, you can. You don't want to. And you have not dealt with that. So I dare you get into another relationship and you didn't deal with that. So you're going to make the relationship problematic from the beginning. You have some of us that because we have been abused, we self-sabotage our relationships, especially when they're good, the good ones. When we're being abused, it's almost abusiveness is normal to us. It's almost that's what we're looking for. When you have abused based on the based on the studies, based on data. Somebody that's treating you well, valuing you, 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 you don't value that relationship. You value somebody that's going to mistreat you because you get it, it gives you it gives you a feeling. It's an unhealthy feeling. See, you got to get to the point. You got to recognize that that is unhealthy. That's an unhealthy ideology that you're living by. You would prefer to go with the abusive guy, the, the, the alpha guy that's just going to use your body and just sleep with you. And you want to try to win him. And you and he's just not thinking about you. All he's thinking about you is plowing through you and getting ready to go to the next woman that he can plow through. Now, in today's society, women are doing that. And they affect what is causing women. They're doing it more and more, thinking it's healthy. And then when they get in their 40s, they're trying to settle down. Nobody can deal with you. That's why. In your 30s, nobody could deal with you. That's why. So then, and then you go on to your 50s, then you acting inappropriately. You acting like a 20-year-old and you're 50. By the way you dress and your flirtatiousness with younger guys. So you ain't going to go to an older guy, a, a mature man, because he already knows. So you ain't. So then you want to say you like younger men. Then they came up with this ideology of this cougar and, you know, that all that kind of stuff. That's that. That's that. That's just, you know, that's just it's rubbish. 
The bottom line is, you're 50 years old, you acting like you're 20. So of course a 20 year old is going to be attracted to you. And then sexually, you, 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 your value is you no longer have a high sexual value in the sexual market anymore when it comes to marriage. Because you set in your ways, you don't want to evolve, you don't want to change, you don't, you don't want to do that. Ben got to accept you the way you are, and that's too, it's just too bad. But then you put, you, some women make men, they got to change, which is unfair. Vice versa with some men, some men that, the men that do that. But it's a small percentage because most time when men mature, they recognize their sexual prowess is not the same. So they're looking for stability when it comes to sexuality, where they won't be abusive with people. They'll look for one person that's going to give them that sexually. So they don't have to look for it. Because, I mean, I, I can speak for myself, me being in my 50s. I don't I don't desire to jump around with a whole bunch of women. Do I see attractive women outside? Sure, I do. Every day they look at me. I look at them. But I have I have a discipline that I do and that, that I have a code that I go by. And the part of my code is I, if I'm in a, a, I'm in a content relationship, my woman gives me sexually what I need. So I don't I have no I have no other sexual energy that I could pour outside of my relationship. That is the goal. Women, if you want if you want your man to stop cheating, give him afford him the sexual energy at home. And he won't think about it because I'm telling you, that's how men that's how men are wired. Men, most men, when they when, when they're going out, they want one woman that's going to do that for them so they don't have to look anymore so they could concentrate on. You know, on their on their career and, and being driven and being having a purpose of living. The purpose for me working and, and providing is because I have a woman that takes care of that sexual as- aspect and it's less likely for him to go out and abuse you because when you cheat on somebody, that's a form of abuse. He is less likely if you are a woman that does everything for your your husband sexually is is less likely. It's a high rate that he's going to go out and be unfaithful to you. Now, look at the twisted mentality of society today. The twisted mentality of society today is telling women knowing full well on a on a biological and in 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 a psychological and the emotional and spiritual aspects of a woman knowing if she sleeps around with 10 15 guys it, she most of her decisions is made from her emotions so if you have that kind of record that you slept with about 25 guys you you're an emotional wreck which means you're going to be which which means you have a high probability to be abusive until you deal with that stuff. And you just can't say, well, I got past and, you know, just let it sit to the side because those behaviors going to constantly creep up. And here's some of them. One of them is humiliation, embarrassing you. Constantly, constant put downs. These are these are attributes of, of, of abusive behavior in a relationship. It's it, it's the first one is humiliation. They're going to always some sort of humiliating kind of thing, some humiliating comment, some kind of humiliating look 
or embarrassing you in front of everybody. You know, you know, yeah, this is this is an indication that you are with an abusive individual, male or female. You around your your constituents, you around your friends, church people, and you're having a conversation and you say something instead of reinforcing what you say, they'll kind of belittle what you say or try to make you look foolish in front of the crowd. That's abusive. Number two, constantly putting you down. Everything you do, they find something wrong with it. Or any gesture you make towards them, they find something wrong with it. You buy them something black, they want it in white. You give them something cold to drink. No, I want something hot. That's what that is. That's constant put down. Never satisfied with their acts of, 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 of performance. When someone does something for you, it's an act, act of performance is an act of love. So you're supposed to embrace it and appreciate it, not put it down. That is, that is a clear indication that you are in an abusive relationship. Number three, hyper-criticizing. They always criticize what you do. Whether it's come down what you wear, what you put on, they'll try to find something wrong with it. Hyper, it's like hyper. It's always a, 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 a level of, of, of a con, a condemnation. They're always condemning you about everything you do. They condemn how you eat. They don't like how you drink. They don't, they, it's always, they, it's hyper. It's like over, it's oversensitive about what the things that you do. It's almost telling you that they don't like you. And a lot of times in relationships, you communicating that when you behave this way, abuser, those that are being abused, that is a that is a way of the person saying that they don't like you. If a person don't like you, how could they love you? Or how could they be in love with you? How could they value you? How could they want to make love to you? They don't like you. So you have to look out for that. You're supposed to like your mate. Your mate's supposed to like you. Number four, refusing to communicate. A lot of times, you know, they don't want to even talk. They'll talk to everybody else about everything. Be excited, laughing, kikiing with everybody else. But when it's time to communicate with you, it's either talking about bills, talking about that, nothing else. Or it's always a debate. When you're always constantly debating and never just having a conversation about things of joy and laughter and all that kind of stuff, that's a form of abuse. Number five, ignoring you. What, a, a, another high form of a, abuse is that you're ignoring your partner. Why would you ignore your partner? Especially living in the same house with them. You ignoring them? Nah. Or excluding you from, you know, affairs and, and, and you know, outings. Number six, extramarital affairs. All kinds. Emotional affairs. Putting your friends before your, your spouse, you can't do that. I don't care how long you knew your friend. If you have a new spouse, your, your spouse comes before that. But in today's, in today's relationships, that's why there's problems. And it's a form of abuse. It's a form of abuse. You putting, you putting, you putting your friends before your, your husband. You putting your friends before your wife. Nope. That's that's an extramarital affair, and that's an emotional affair. And which an emotional affair is, is the worst kind. 
Because the emotional affair leads to the physical affair. Which makes them think eventually that they're going to end up with that person. That's why you can't drag any old stuff. You got to get closure in all your old relationship. Get closure on that promiscuity. Get closure on it. If you don't, it's going to haunt you. You ain't going to be able to perform love with your partner and you're going to feel guilty. And the most of the time when you feel guilty about something, when you when, when you're being abusive and you have been promiscuous, you're going to be guilty and you're going to do things like you're going to you're going to do things to eat, prevent coming to bed. I've never, you know, and you got to be careful. You got a partner that does everything until they so tired then all they got to do is come into bed and go to sleep because they don't, because they can't and they have a problem with their emotions emotionally connecting to you. They have a problem if they do this all the time. Now, sometimes, you know, this is work related and it's like you're tired. But if they do this all the time, they you see they have energy to be on the phone. They have energy to watch movies. They have energy to run and, and go shopping. They have energy to do this. They have energy to church. People, particularly my church friends, my church listeners, don't have all this energy for church and don't have energy for your wife, brothers. Don't have all this energy for church and church work, sisters, and not have this for your husband. You out of order. And those my, my contemporary secular listeners don't have energy for your friends and going out and, and doing things with the girls and you don't have energy for your husband. Don't have energy to hang out and go play basketball and work out at the gym and go play golf with your boys and don't have energy with your wife. You out of order. That's a form of abuse. And then this is another form of, of abusiveness based on based based upon the the, the, the events or, or the characteristics of someone that's been um 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 promiscuous they provocative they have provocative behavior with the opposite sex how, how, how do you how do you how do you justify being sexual being sexually or having sexual behavior with someone that you and you already married You can't do that. That's inappropriate behavior. Again, that's number seven. Number eight, using sarcasm and unpleasant tone of voice. Using sarcasm, untone, uh, unpleasant tone of voice when you're talking to your mate. You should never raise your voice at your mate. You should never talk and be impatient with someone that you declared your undying love to. Someone that you made value. You should never raise your voice. You should never yell at them. And if that's happening, that's abuse. Plain and simple. Being sarcastic with your mate leads into unpleasant tones, leads to the yelling and the screaming at your mate. Which should never happen. If that's happening, you are being abused, my friends. My dear friends, ladies, you're being abused. If your your husband or your boyfriend is being sarcastic all the time, talking with an unpleasant tone of voice, that's abuse. Being impatient with you, 
being short fused with you, that's abuse. Do not accept it, ladies. Do not accept it. Gentlemen, if she cannot talk to you without an attitude, rolling her neck, rolling her eyes, do not accept it. Is is inappropriate behavior in a relationship, in a loving relationship, in a healthy relationship. That should not take place. And yes, you can have the discipline to do it. You can do it. You have to decide not to. You have to decide that you're not going to because he has feelings. I'm not going to speak to her that way because she has feelings. Number nine, unreasonable jealousy, being jealous over stuff that's unreasonable, which makes no sense. And that you're not giving them probable cause to be jealous and don't give your partner probable. Don't don't test people. We living in society today, especially in relationship, in your relationship. Don't test your partner. That's not that's not gauging how much your partner loves you by testing them to make them jealous with another guy or make them jealous with another girl. That's immaturity. So don't do that. Number 10, extreme mood. Extreme moodiness. That's a that's a form of abusiveness. They they're moody. You know, when it comes to intimacy, they don't they don't feel like it. They always come up with an excuse why they don't feel like it or they're tired. Or sometimes they'll just dismiss you. And just say, well, I'm the good night or whatever. And that's wrong. That's abuse. That's abusiveness. Because you have to pay attention to your partner. You have to pay attention. Or if you're not going to do that, why have a partner? Why be in a relationship if you're going to do that? If you want to just function on your own, just function on your own and continue, you know, being single. And, and, and living that single way of living. But you ain't you you're not going to be single and try to reap the benefits of having a, a secure partnership. That's not going to work. See, the one thing about abusiveness, abusiveness will make you use people. It'll make you if you're not careful, you'll be you use your partner. If you're an abuse, if you're an abuser, you'll use your partner. And that's something that's not healthy with your mood swings. Don't do that. Moodiness. Don't do that. Make it make sure your partner's okay. Make sure your love, your love, your love language is speaking to your partner. You make sure they okay and they make sure you okay. Number 11, mean jokes. And constantly making fun of, 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 of your a partner, which happens a whole lot. This is this is one of the seeds. You making you you're making you're making um, mean jokes. There's a difference when you when you you know you're joking around with your with your partner and it's not something that's hurting their feelings. That's a mean joke. That's a form of abuse. You shouldn't say stuff that's putting your partner down. You shouldn't do that. If you saying things, being funny, or being saying claiming that it's a joke, and you constantly making fun of your partner, that's abuse. Don't make fun of your partner's weight or make fun of, you know, you know, if your partner's struggling in a certain area and they're working on losing weight or they're working on, you know, certain aspects so they can be better. Don't make fun. Don't make mean jokes. That's abuse. That's abusiveness. 
And the big one is saying, I love you, but. Which, which is a form of abuse. You, I love you, but, but, the, you know, always threatening your partner. I love you, but I'm, I'm not going through that. And, and I love you, but you, you better not do that to me. That, that threatening, I love you, but that's abusive. That's very abusive. And that's, again, that's showing your immaturity. Whoever's, whoever the culprit is, whoever's doing that, that is not healthy for a relationship. Always constantly threatening your, 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 the person that you declared your love to. I love you, but that's a sign that that person has the ability to be abusive. And eventually the abusiveness will start and it will come. So that's a bad behavior that should not take place in the relationship. Or, and there's another one. I like you if you don't do this or I will do this, you know, with contingencies. Again, number uh, 14 is, uh, you know, dominating and controlling. Withholding affection is 15. Putting, putting your partner on guilt trips. You can't, that's not healthy. That's abusive. Making everything the other person's fault. That's abusive. That's abusive. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in, if you're in a committed relationship and your partner always making it your fault, Something goes wrong when it comes to sex. It's your fault. Something goes wrong. We didn't have sex. It's your fault. We, it's your fault. It's your fault. Every time they're blaming you, that is abuse. And the personal personality defect is not with you. It is with them. There's some things that needs to be addressed that they need to fix. Or else this is going to plague the duration of your relationship. And you, quite frankly, you don't want that. You don't want that. And it's going to be hard for you to commit. It's going to be hard for you. You, you operating in, in, in from some of these um, 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 systems. As I first stated before, you know, when I stated in, in, in previous um, podcasts, cognizant dissidents. That's you that either you got to change the information you got, the beliefs that you're believing in. And, adapt, and the second part is adapting to new ones. So I'm saying to you, the cognizant dissidence is you staying in that same abusive cycle. When you know someone's being abusive, when you know your partner's doing this and they're hurting you or you're hurting them and they're like, they're accepting it. You got to you got to change the dynamics in in your belief system. Either it's got to be a deal breaker. You can't do this. If, and if you bring it to their attention and they continue to do it, that means they're not willing to change. See, a lot of times, a lot of our answers are right in front of us, but we refuse to accept them. Because we can, you know, we think about all that we put into the relationship, all that we have sacrificed, all that we have, you know, you know, naturally and time and all that stuff that we sacrifice. Why stay in something that's not going to change. There's indications and I being mean, strong indication that the individual says, I'm not changing. I'm not willing to change. Not that they can't, they're just not willing. And if they're not willing to change, you probably should move along. 
and, 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 and take your efforts somewhere where they're going to be valued. I want to say to you, my listening audience, you have to maintain being valued in your relationship. Because if you value in your relationship, respect will always be there on both sides. If a partner's no longer valuing you, they're going to start disrespecting you, which is abusive. Once that happens, if it's not corrected, they're going to continue to do it because more than likely they out of the relationship already. This is I find this fascinating with women when women are about to break up. When women are about to break up with a man, they become disrespectful. Because they know respect is the thing that got them to stay with the man. So once a woman starts being disrespectful, she's already on her way out. And she's looking for something better. Or she probably have a prospect already and just have not told you. Most women, when they do that, when, when you're in a relationship with a woman, she, starts, she stops respecting you. She either has a prospect or she already or somebody's already in the picture for her to go to or she's probably interacting with that guy already even if it's just communicating she's doing it which means your relationship is getting ready to get bad and then there's some points there's some um, times where she might have a little remorse because you might have children together or you may have built a home together but she's still She's still thinking about going to the better deal to the guy that's, you know, prop that don't know her where she can present herself in another way to him to win him over. So once again, once respect, once respect runs out for a woman, most of the time there's another guy in the picture. It could be an ex-boyfriend. It could be someone from her childhood that she's decided to give a chance. Could be one of those guy friends that most women that say, I got a lot of male friends. Is one of those guys that she thought about being with. And now that she's with you and she's dissatisfied with you. So she's disrespecting you, abusing you because she's already have something already already hatched with him. Even if it's just periodically texting one another to see how each other's doing or going on social media or meeting or doing a lunch. Because, again, when you're abusive, you hide, you not you make pit stops. Which which I'm which the next podcast we're going to talk about is how how in relationships, your partner ghosts you and start doing other little things before they decide to end up breaking up with you. Most of the time with women, women want a man to get mad so that it'll justify their wrongdoing. They're never going to confess that they did something wrong first. A woman's never going to confess that, oh, I, I think I have a better shot with, with, with this other alpha male because you're no longer alpha male to me. So, so as 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 I uh, as I um, come to the conclusion of this podcast, I just want to let you know that you don't have to be in a, an abusive relationship. Be aware. Be, be be alert. 
awareness in your relationship and, and the pace of your relationship. You have a right to know what you want and how you want to feel in your relationship. You have a right to that. And if something doesn't feel good, you have a right to discuss it without being penalized, without knowing that you there's some sort of retribution that's going to happen to you because you brought up something because your your partner's behaving badly or they're bringing it up to you. You we it needs to be a fair playing field in the relationship. And I guarantee you once that you have harmony in your relationship. You have blissful love in your relationship if you both function from that capacity. So I say today, be good to yourself. Live well today. I'm your podcast host, George. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your life. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. And we're back again. You know, this has a that's abuse when you, you know, you, you having a difficult time. And it's, that's why I say that's why I said in a previous podcast, someone's sexual background is important. You need to know what they were doing. They need to know what you were doing so they know how to, you know, intentionally bond with you when it comes to that. And see, that stuff is not happening. And see, a lot of us, you know, again, it's a form of abuse. And this is an indication that your partner, you may have been abused when you start off a certain way and then you stop. Again, that's with the disconnect. Again, that's with the struggle. It's difficult. It's difficult for you to, you know, to emotionally, um, 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 you know, to, 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 to pour in emotionally because you having these issues. You having these issues, man. And, and, and it's and it's not healthy. It's not good for you. The relationship is not going to turn out if these things not going to turn out well, if you don't address these issues and deal with them. So the behavior, you know, moving forward. The, so the behavior when abused, when the abusers themselves is 35 percent of those that behave this way towards the, the the victim is eleven percent, based on based on um um based on the data. In other words, thirty five percent of the people that abuse, more than likely they're gonna you know they're gonna abuse their mates in some form. In some form, if you've been if you've been in an abusive relationship, and you get out and you start a new one, there's a high probability if you don't work these things out, you're going to be abusive in one of these four ways. You're going to abuse them physically, which is hitting, or you're going to sexually abuse them. And not just raping for men, for women, for women is depriving your mate from sex. All of a sudden, you don't want to have sex with them. That's a form of abuse. For on on the other hand, men, they'll rape their partners. When their partner is not complicit or their partner is not saying, they're, they're saying, no, I don't want to have sex. You can't force yourself on a woman. And I say that and I must repeat that. Men, when a woman says no, it's no. Women, when a man says no, it's no. See, if we deal with these things on a, on a, on a, on a, on a fair, in a fair exchange, We'll we're less likely to have some of the ins- these 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 things that's taking place in society. We're less 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 likely to have them, 
but because it's one-sidedness on the feminine side, feminine, the feminists, and then with the macho guys, with the macho guys saying, well, they were saying no, but they really, really mean yes. That's rape. So you can't do that. And vice versa when it comes with women. So it's 35% of the chance that you're going to behave that way towards your mate. And then there's 11% chance that they won't behave that way and they just need to heal from it. Some people that, that have been abused in relationships, they may not, they may not fall, fall you know, they may, uh, again, uh, Excuse me, they may not go into becoming abusive. They, they probably will end up being healed from it. It'll hurt them. The devastation is the same, but they'll move on and they'll try to get healing for it. And then they'll make better choices when it comes to partners. Again, it's about choice when you're choosing your partner, making sure that you have somebody that's willing and that's wanting to do the same, the same work for the, for the strength in the, 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 the longevity of your relationship. If you got somebody that's not willing to do the work and you're doing all the work, again, you have the right to gauge that. And if it's not happening, you should be able to, to address it without feeling that you're going to be reprimanded, that, you, that you're not going to be, you know, penalized for telling your mate, oh, you're not giving me this in the relationship. Oh, I need this from you. And they take it personally. They take it personally. There's some, there's, there's some borderline personality disorders with them. If they get mad at you for you telling them what you need from them emotionally. Never before in, have I ever in society today that people are justifying this behavior. So you telling me this is all I'm giving to you in a relationship. And if I'm if I'm. If I'm asking you for something else and you're not willing to give it to me, that means I should probably go somewhere else. But then it's, it's narcissism when you don't want them to go nowhere. They should they should just accept what you do. And that should be it. I'm telling you in relationships today, you got to evolve. If you're not going to evolve, you're going to have a hard time. And more than likely down the, down the road, you're going to break up and you're going to start over again. And that's the effects of promiscuity. Promiscuity does not give you the capability to bond. That's why it's so that's why it's so devastating. That's why it's so hard for you, ladies, for now you in a now you in a in a better place, in a better relationship where somebody value you. That's why it's hard for you. You don't like, like no man to touch you because so many men have already touched you. So you don't get no real deep feeling from it because you you you've been all over the place. And I'm saying this because you're not built to behave that way. You know, don't you know, we're just not wired um, biologically the same way. Men don't bend. Men aren't. Even when even in the animal kingdom, the male species goes around and drops seeds. Women, the, the female species don't do that. The only difference is the human species have the ability to act both ways, even if it's detrimental to their to, to their well-being. So you can't w- run around, sleep with all these people. You ain't going to want no man to touch you when you cut. Again, 
And see, again, when, when it comes to that, and, it, and you know, and I'm going to say this statement, and I know, I, you know, I hope I don't lose any of you ladies, but if you have been jumping around and being promiscuous and, and now you're in a permanent relationship, there's a, a, there's a high probability you are not, you are not giving your 100% in that relationship because you still, you still lingering and you still thirsting for that, 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 that euphoric feeling that you got from being with different, different guys all the time. So you, so your body's not, you know, you have to detox. So when, when your, when your partner's touching you now, you, it could take you to those places right now. You, you know, it's hard for you. And, and, you know, I, I must, this is a, this is about relationships. It's hard for you. If you say you in love with somebody, it's, it shouldn't be hard for you to have an orgasm with your partner. It shouldn't be. If it's hard for you to have an orgasm with your partner, there's a high probability that he or she has been promiscuous. That's the bottom line. I hate to, I hate to, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but that is the way it is. If your partner have a hard time having an orgasm with you and she say or he say he's in love with you, there's a high probability that they have been promiscuous or they were sexually assaulted when they was a kid, when they was younger in their adolescence. That's the only thing that blocks them from being able to be orgasmic with you when it comes to sex. You and your when you and your um you and your partner, your love, your, your your husband, your wife. If you having a hard time orgasm, having an orgasm, I'm gonna repeat it. If you have a hard time orgasming with your partner, it's either two things. It comes from two things: from your past history sexually, or be sexually assaulted as a young kid. Now, from the from the aspects of being sexually assaulted as a young kid, it it confuses a kid. It confuses you because one, it's wrong. It's inappropriate. And the fact that you responded to it. And even even though you knew it was wrong from someone that you respected, primarily for someone that's older than you in research and the data has proven Young men that, that, that have been sexually assaulted by an older man, there's a, there's a high, there's a heaviness of shame. Why? Because their bodies reacted to the, to, 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 to the event. Their bodies reacted to what the man was doing to them, being the same sex, just like the young lady that's being violated by some other woman predator. When you have a 25-year-old woman assaulting an 11-year-old girl, which she doesn't have the ability to differentiate whether it's right or wrong, but because her body responded to it, it becomes her truth. It becomes natural. That's why when it's done, when it's misappropriated, it begins to shape you. That's why, that's why promiscuity is not a good, good, a good way to, 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 to live promiscuity jumping from one sexual partner to another that's why it's not good because each time you do that it shapes your sexuality and a lot of times it's warped it's perverted so you have to get back you got to detoxify yourself from those things because it's going to plague you and most of the time it'll 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 
it'll poison or it'll contaminate your sexual um, um, relationship your, or your sexual evolution with your partner, your, your partner, your married, your soulmate partner that you're with now. Because you're still you're still functioning in those 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 rendezvous, those escapades, those 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 hookups that you th- thought nobody would know that you did. You can hide it from your friends and your associates, but it's going to be in your behavior and it's going to be in your relationship. So if you having issues orgasming with your partner, you having issues orgasming and being. Um, um, sexual with your partner that you say you love and you confess your undying love and that you're committed to there's only two things that you need to get help in you need to get help in if you were sexually assaulted as a child uh, you know an adolescent you need to get some help you need to go to therapy and then your partner needs to know the worst thing could happen is that you get you get together with someone that was perhaps raped and they didn't tell you Every time they have sex, a part of that rape experience happens when during intercourse. It happens. Just like every time you have sex with somebody that's been promiscuous, those events come in their mind. And that's what's causing them to have having the, the, the difficulties of being able to, to have an orgasm with you that they said that they love out of their mouth. And they confess this, but they having a hard time doing it. So therefore, that means something's something's amiss there. And it's time to confess and kind of clean it up or else it's not going to change. And I'm telling you, somebody that's promiscuous, they go, they have, according to the data and studies, even in my own personal experience, because I dealt with someone that was promiscuous, they could not be faithful. They could not, I'm going to say it again, they could not be faithful. A person that was promiscuous cannot be faithful. They're always looking for the hunt. They're always looking for a new experience. And when they're with you, they, they, they get tired of you sexually. And then they don't do it. They can go months without being with you because you know why? Because they're looking for it outside. They need that excitement from that promiscuous behavior that caused this, that what shaped their sexual um sexual intelligence which is perverted that you feel you gotta the only way you can get off sexually is you gotta be with different people that's the results that's the effects of promiscuity that's why it's not healthy but society's trying to wrap it up in a nice pretty pretty bowl and say that's that's feminine power that's why you have millions of women, women that are, 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 are reducing themselves and degrading themselves to things that they shouldn't do as women because of those behaviors. It is self-inflicted. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you do that stuff, to, when you do, when you operate and you participate in that kind of behavior. Which eventually you become an abuser because you're dissatisfied. You're dissatisfied. So we have to get to we have to find our way back to those things that are that are pure and that are healthy, that are that are wholesome. Not because just because I can do it, I'll do it. You got to look at the ramification of that and what's it going to cause. And what's the effect of it that by me doing this, by me behaving this way? And how do I how do I how do I heal from that? 
because you have to heal from promiscuity. If you don't heal from it, you're going to bring it in your current permanent relationship and you're going to find yourself wondering, having a wondering eye. You ever seen a guy having a wondering eye in a relationship? It's not a good feeling when you when you see your your mate have a wondering eye and it's what it's saying to you as the woman, I'm not enough for him. And that's the same thing with women, but women are more covert with theirs. They they hide it. But it's visible if you pay attention, men, if you pay close attention. You see your woman checking out other dudes, you see them. You see them checking out other guys. You see him checking out other women. As as he made a commitment to you. He made he he made a covenant. He made his commitment to you before the world and God. That's the wedding vows. So why people are still behaving that way? Why 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 are still people being abusive? Having these abusive um 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 tendencies. They made a they made a they made a commitment between you and themselves in front of your family, in front of their family, in front of the world, in front of God. But yet still, they're still looking for some strange. They still yet looking for this, 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 this euphoric feeling by 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 tying themselves to other people that probably don't mean anything to them. But just uh, just the physicality of sex. And yet they have some they have a permanent situation that they can put all their energies into that is because their mental capacity. There's a personality defect. When you're promiscuous, you have a personality defect. You cannot peer bond. You can't do it. You don't want to do it. Because that's how you think you are. You have to evolve. You have to change the way that you're thinking. Or else you'll marry the best guy in the world. You'll marry the best woman in the world and you'll still go out there because you was promiscuous and you didn't change that, 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 that philosophy because it becomes your philosophy, your philosophy. It becomes how you live, how you see relationships. And then when you when you like that, it's very abusive. You'll put yourself in positions where you can be tempted and you'll justify it. saying this is how I am. I can't control how I am. That's somebody that's been abusive and they, they, they are abusers. I can't control the fact that I'm attracted to somebody else. Yes, you can. You don't want to. And you have not dealt with that. So I dare you get into another relationship and you didn't deal with that. So you're going to make the relationship problematic from the beginning. You have some of us that because we have been abused, we self-sabotage our relationships, especially when they're good, the good ones. When we're being abused, it's almost abusiveness is normal to us. It's almost that's what we're looking for. When you have abused based on the based on the studies, based on data. Somebody that's treating you well, valuing you, you you don't value that relationship. You value somebody that's going to mistreat you because you get it gives you it gives you a feeling. It's unhealthy feeling. See, you got to get to the point. You got to recognize that that is unhealthy. That's an unhealthy ideology that you're living by. You would prefer to go with the abusive guy, the the, the alpha guy that's just going to use your body and just sleep with you. And you want to try to win him 
and you and he's just not thinking about you. All he's thinking about you is plowing through you and getting ready to go to the next woman that he can plow through. Now, in today's society, women are doing that. And the effect, what it's causing women, they're doing it more and more, thinking it's healthy. And then when they get in their 40s, they're trying to settle down. Nobody can deal with you. That's why. In your 30s, nobody could deal with you. That's why. So then, and then you go on to your 50s, then you acting inappropriately. You acting like a 20-year-old and you're 50. By the way you dress and your flirtatiousness with younger guys. So you ain't going to go to an older guy, a, a mature man, because he already knows. So, you ain't, so then you want to say you like younger men. Then they came up with this ideology of this cougar and, you know, that, all that kind of stuff. That's, that, that's, that, that's just, you know, that's just, it's rubbish. The bottom line is you're 50 years old. You acting like you're 20. So, of course, a 20 year old is going to be attracted to you. And then sexually, you, 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 your value is you no longer have a high sexual value in the sexual market anymore when it comes to marriage. Because you set in your ways, you don't want to evolve, you don't want to change, you don't you don't want to do that. Ben got to accept you the way you are, and that's too it's just too bad. But then you put you some women make men they got to change, which is unfair. Vice versa with some men, some men that the men that do that. But it's a small percentage because most time when men mature, they recognize their sexual prowess is not the same. So they're looking for stability when it comes to sexuality, where they won't be abusive with people. They'll look for one person that's going to give them that sexually so they don't have to look for it. Because, I mean, I, I can speak for myself, me being in my 50s. I don't I don't desire to jump around with a whole bunch of women. Do I see attractive women outside? Sure, I do. Every day they look at me. I look at them. But I, ha- I have a discipline that I do and that, that I have a code that I go by. And the part of my code is I, if I'm in a, a, I'm in a content relationship, my woman gives me sexually what I need. So I don't I have no I have no other sexual energy that I could pour outside of my relationship. That is the goal. Women, if you want if you want your man to stop cheating, give him afford him the sexual energy at home. And he won't think about it because I'm telling you, that's how men that's how men are wired. Men, most men, when they when, when they're going out, they want one woman that's going to do that for them so they don't have to look anymore so they could concentrate on, you know, on their on their career and, and being driven and being having a purpose of living. The purpose for me working and, and providing is because I have a woman that takes care of that sexual as- aspect and it's less likely for him to go out and abuse you because when you cheat on somebody, that's a form of abuse. He is less likely if you are a woman that does everything for your your husband sexually is is less likely. It's a high rate that he's going to go out and be unfaithful to you. Now, look at the twisted mentality of society today. The twisted mentality of society today is telling women knowing full well 
on a on a biological and in 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 a psychological and the emotional and spiritual aspects of a woman knowing if she sleeps around with 10 15 guys it, she most of her decisions made from her emotions so if you have that kind of record that you slept with about 25 guys you're you're an emotional wreck which means you're going to be which which means you have a high probability to be abusive until you deal with that stuff. And you just can't say, well, I got past and, you know, just let it sit to the side because those behaviors going to constantly creep up. And here's some of them. One of them is humiliation, embarrassing you. Constantly, constant put downs. These are these are attributes of, of, of abusive behavior in a relationship. It's it, it's the first one is humiliation. They're going to always some sort of humiliating kind of thing, some humiliating comment, some kind of humiliating look. Or embarrassing you in front of everybody. You know, you know, yeah, this is this is an indication that you are with an abusive individual, male or female. You around your your constituents, you around your friends, church people, and you're having a conversation and you say something instead of reinforcing what you say, they'll kind of belittle what you say or try to make you look foolish in front of the crowd. That's abusive. Number two, constantly putting you down. Everything you do, they find something wrong with it. Or any gesture you make towards them, they find something wrong with it. You buy them something black, they want it in white. You give them something cold to drink. No, I want something hot. That's what that is. That's constant put down. Never satisfied with their acts of of, of performance. When someone does something for you, it's an act, act of, acts of performance is an act of love. So you're supposed to embrace it and appreciate it, not put it down. That is, that is a clear indication that you are in an abusive relationship. Number three, hypercriticizing. They always criticize what you do. Whether it's come down what you wear, what you put on, they'll try to find something wrong with it. Hyper, it's like hyper. It's always a, 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 a level of, of, of a con, a condemnation. They're always condemning you about everything you do. They condemn how you eat. They don't like how you drink. They, they, it's always, they, it's hyper. It's like over, it's oversensitive about what the things that you do. It's almost telling you that they don't like you. And a lot of times in relationships, you communicating that when you behave this way, abuser, those that are being abused, that is, a, that is a way of the person saying that they don't like you. If a person don't like you, how could they love you? Or how could they be in love with you? How could they value you? How could they want to make love to you? They don't like you. So you have to look out for that. You're supposed to like your mate. Your mate's supposed to like you. Number four, refusing to communicate. A lot of times, you know, they don't want to even talk. They'll talk to everybody else about everything. Be excited, laughing, kikiing with everybody else. But when it's time to communicate with you, it's either talking about bills, talking about that, nothing else. Or it's always a debate. When you're always constantly debating, 
and never just having a conversation about things of joy and laughter and all that kind of stuff, that's a form of abuse. Number five, ignoring you. What, a, a, another high form of a, abuse is that you're ignoring your partner. Why would you ignore your partner? Especially living in the same house with them. You ignoring them? Nah. Or excluding you from, you know, affairs and, and, and you know, outings. Number six, extramarital affairs. All kinds. Emotional affairs. Putting your friends before your, your spouse. You can't do that. I don't care how long you knew your friend. If you have a new spouse, your, your spouse comes before that. But in today's, in today's relationships, that's why there's problems. And it's a form of abuse. It's a form of abuse. You putting, you putting, you putting your friends before your, your husband. You putting your friends before your wife. Nope. That's, that's an extramarital affair. And that's an emotional affair. And which an emotional affair is, is the worst kind. Because the emotional affair leads to the physical affair. Which makes them think eventually that they're going to end up with that person. That's why you can't drag any old stuff. You got to get closure in all your old relationship. Get closure on that promiscuity. Get closure on it. If you don't, it's going to haunt you. You ain't going to be able to perform love with your partner and you're going to feel guilty. And the most of the time when you feel guilty about something. When you when, when you are being abusive and you have been promiscuous, you're going to be guilty and you're going to do things like you're going to you're going to do things to eat, prevent coming to bed. I've never you know, and you got to be careful. You got a partner that does everything until they so tired then all they got to do is come into bed and go to sleep because they don't, because they can't and they have a problem with their emotions emotionally connected to you. They have a problem if they do this all the time. Now, sometimes, you know, this is work related and it's like you're tired. But if they do this all the time, they you see they have energy to be on the phone. They have energy to watch movies. They have energy to run and, and go shopping. They have energy to do this. They have energy to church. People, particularly my church friends, my church listeners, don't have all this energy for church and don't have energy for your wife, brothers. Don't have all this energy for church and church work, sisters, and not have that for your husband. You out of order. And those my, my contemporary secular listeners don't have energy for your friends and going out and, and doing things with the girls and you don't have energy for your husband. Don't have energy to hang out and go play basketball and work out at the gym and go play golf with your boys and don't have energy with your wife. You out of order. That's a form of abuse. And then this is another form of, of abusiveness. Based on based based upon the, 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 the events or, or the characteristics of someone that's been um, 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 promiscuous, they provocative. They have provocative behavior with the opposite sex. How, how, how do you how do you how do you justify being sexual, being sexually or having sexual behavior with someone that you and you already married? You can't do that.
That's inappropriate behavior. Again, that's number seven. Number eight, using sarcasm in unpleasant tone of voice. Using sarcasm, untone, uh, unpleasant tone of voice when you're talking to your mate. You should never raise your voice at your mate. You should never talk and be impatient with someone that you declared your undying love to. Someone that you made value. You should never raise your voice. You should never yell at them. And if that's happening, that's abuse. Plain and simple. Being sarcastic with your mate leads into unpleasant tones, leads to the yelling and the screaming at your mate. Which should never happen. If that's happening, you are being abused, my friends, my dear friends. Ladies, you're being abused if your your husband or your boyfriend is being sarcastic all the time, talking with an unpleasant tone of voice, that's abuse. Being impatient with you, being short, fused with you, that's abuse. Do not accept it, ladies. Do not accept it. Gentlemen, if she cannot talk to you without an attitude, rolling her neck, rolling her eyes, do not accept it. Is is inappropriate behavior in a relationship, in a loving relationship, in a healthy relationship, that should not take place. And yes, you can have the discipline to do it. You can do it. You have to decide not to. You have to decide that you're not going to because he has feelings. I'm not going to speak to her that way because she has feelings. Number nine, unreasonable jealousy, being jealous over stuff that's unreasonable, which makes no sense. And that you're not giving them probable cause to be jealous and don't give your partner probable. Don't don't test people. We living in society today, especially in relationship, in your relationship. Don't test your partner. That's not that's not gauging how much your partner loves you by testing them to make them jealous with another guy or make them jealous with another girl. That's immaturity. So don't do that. Number 10, extreme mood. Extreme moodiness. That's a that's a form of abusiveness. They they're moody. You know, when it comes to intimacy, they don't they don't feel like it. They always come up with an excuse why they don't feel like it or they're tired. Or sometimes they'll just dismiss you and just say, well, I'm the good night or whatever. And that's wrong. That's abuse. That's abusiveness because you have to pay attention to your partner. You have to pay attention. Or if you're not going to do that, why have a partner? Why be in a relationship if you're going to do that? If you want to just function on your own, just function on your own and continue you know, being single. And, and, and living that single way of living. But you ain't you you're not going to be single and try to reap the benefits of having a, a secure partnership. That's not going to work. See, the one thing about abusiveness, abusiveness will make you use people. It'll make you if you're not careful, you'll be you use your partner. If you're an abuse, if you're an abuser, you'll use your partner. And that's something that's not healthy with your mood swings. Don't do that. Moodiness. Don't do that. Make it, make sure your partner's okay. Make sure your love, your love 
your love language is speaking to your partner. You make sure they're okay and they make sure you're okay. Number 11, mean jokes. And constantly making fun of, 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 of your of partner, which happens a whole lot. This is, this is one of the seeds. You're making, you, you're making, you're making um, mean jokes. There's a difference when you, when you, you know, you're joking around with your, with your partner and it's not something that's hurting their feelings. That's a mean joke. That's a form of abuse. You shouldn't say stuff that's putting your partner down. You shouldn't do that. If you saying things, being funny or being saying, claiming that it's a joke and you constantly making fun of your partner, that's abuse. Don't make fun of your partner's weight or make fun of, you know, you know, if your partner's struggling in a certain area and they're working on losing weight or they're working on, you know, certain aspects so they can be better. Don't make fun. Don't make mean jokes. That's abuse. That's abusiveness. And the big one is saying, I love you, but. Which, which is a form of abuse. You, I love you, but, but, the, you know, always threatening your partner. I love you, but I'm, I'm not going through that. And, and I love you, but you, you better not do that to me. That, that threatening, I love you, but that's abusive. That's very abusive. And that's, again, that's showing your immaturity. Whoever's, whoever the culprit is, whoever's doing that, that is not healthy for a relationship. Always constantly threatening your, 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 the person that you declared your love to, I love you, but that's a sign that that person has the ability to be abusive. And eventually the abusiveness will start and it will come. So that's a bad behavior that should not take place in the relationship. Or, and there's another one. I like you if you don't do this. Or I, or I will do this, you know, with contingencies. Uh, again, number uh, 14 is, uh, you know, dominating and controlling. Withholding affection is 15. Putting, putting your partner on guilt trips. You can't, that's not healthy. That's abusive. Making everything the other person's fault. That's abusive. That's abusive. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in if you're in a committed relationship and your partner always making it your fault, something goes wrong when it comes to sex, it's your fault. Something goes wrong, we didn't have sex, it's your fault. We it's your fault. It's your fault. Every time they're blaming you, that is abuse. And the personal personality defect is not with you. It is with them. There's some things that needs to be addressed that they need to fix or else this is going to plague the duration of your relationship. And you quite frankly, you don't want that. You don't want that. And it's going to be hard for you to commit. It's going to be hard for you. You, you operating in, in, in from some of these, um, 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 systems. As I first stated before, you know, when I stated in, in, in previous um, podcasts, cognizant dissidents, that's you that either you got to change the information you got, the beliefs that you're believing in and adapt. And the second part is adapting to new ones. 
So I'm saying to you, the cognizant dissonance is you staying in that same abusive cycle. When you know someone's being abusive, when you know your partner's doing this and they're hurting you or you're hurting them and they're like, they're accepting it. You got to you got to change the dynamics in in your belief system. Either it's got to be a deal breaker. You can't do this. If and if you bring it to their attention and they continue to do it, that means they're not willing to change. See, a lot of times a lot of our answers are right in front of us, but we refuse to accept them. Because we can you know, we think about all that we put into the relationship, all that we have sacrificed, all that we have, you know, you know, naturally and time and all that stuff that we sacrifice. Why stay in something that's not going to change? There's indications I mean, strong indication that the individual says, I'm not changing. I'm not willing to change. Not that they can't, they're just not willing. And if they're not willing to change, you probably should move along and, 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 and take your efforts somewhere where they're going to be valued. I want to say to you, my listening audience, you have to maintain being valued in your relationship. Because if you value in your relationship, respect will always be there on both sides. If a partner's no longer valuing you, they're going to start disrespecting you, which is abusive. Once that happens, if it's not corrected, they're going to continue to do it because more than likely they out of the relationship already. This is I find this fascinating with women when women are about to break up. When women are about to break up with a man, they become disrespectful. Because they know respect is the thing that got them to stay with the man. So once a woman starts being disrespectful, she's already on her way out. And she's looking for something better. Or she probably have a prospect already and just have not told you. Most women, when they do that, when, when you're in a relationship with a woman, she, starts, she stops respecting you. She either has a prospect or she already or somebody's already in the picture for her to go to or she's probably interacting with that guy already even if it's just communicating she's doing it which means your relationship is getting ready to get bad and then there's some points there's some um, times where she might have a little remorse because you might have children together or you may have built a home together but she's still She's still thinking about going to the better deal to the guy that's, you know, prop that don't know her where she can present herself in another way to him to win him over. So once again, once respect, once respect runs out for a woman, most of the time there's another guy in the picture. It could be an ex-boyfriend. It could be someone from her childhood that she's decided to give a chance. Could be one of those guy friends that most women that say, I got a lot of male friends. Is one of those guys that she thought about being with. And now that she's with you and she's dissatisfied with you. So she's disrespecting you, abusing you because she's already have something already already hatched with him. Even if it's just 
periodically texting one another to see how each other's doing or going on social media or meeting or doing a lunch. Because again, when you're abusive, you hide, you not, you make pit stops. Which, which I'm, which the next podcast we're going to talk about is how, how in relationships, your partner ghosts you and start doing other little things before they decide to end up breaking up with you. Most of the time with women, women want a man to get mad so that it'll justify their wrongdoing. They're never going to confess that they did something wrong first. A woman's never going to confess that, oh, I, I think I have a better shot with, with, with this other alpha male because you're no longer alpha male to me. So, so, as, 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 as I, uh, as I um, come to the conclusion of this podcast, I just want to let you know that you don't have to be in a, an abusive relationship. Be aware, be, be, be alert, awareness in your relationship and, and the pace of your relationship. You have a right to know what you want and how you want to feel in your relationship you have a right to that. And if something doesn't feel good, you have a right to discuss it without being penalized, without knowing that you, there's some sort of retribution that's going to happen to you because you brought up something because your, your partner's behaving badly or they're bringing it up to you. you we, it needs to be a fair playing field in the relationship. And I guarantee you, once that you have harmony in your relationship, you have blissful love in your relationship if you both function from that capacity. So I say today, be good to yourself. Live well today. I'm your podcast host, George. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your life. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. <laughs>